Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's get ready. It's showtime, folks. Bradley is my favorite one. Here on BZ has some fun. Say your theories put to test. Won't you call some more? Jay talking. Jay, they're wonderful people. With Bradley Jay. Hey, we're going to nip this in the bud. I don't care what time it is. We're going to go talk this thing out. WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ, you're Jay talking. We're live midnight to five. Mark Lavallo, your producer, Bradley Jay. I'm your host, and our guest is Eric Gatenholm, founder, co-founder of uh, Cell Inc., a 3D bioprinting company. And I could take a stab at what you do, but you'd say it a lot more than I do. You'll do a, <laughs> a slicker job. What do you do there? Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I um, uh, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of of Cell Inc. We are a uh, we are the first bio ink company in the world. Um, and we focus on providing researchers and scientists with tools uh, for them to essentially be able to print out human tissues and organs. What is bioink? So, so that's a really good question. And, and a bioink is um, it's a material. It's it's a biocompatible or, or it's a biomaterial that can be utilized for for printing different um, uh, living structures. So so for instance, if you if you're familiar with three D printing or just regular two D printing or paper printing. Um, the printer needs an ink uh, as a material to uh, to be able to do anything. And and in the 3D printing world, the ink is typically a plastic filament, uh, or it can be other hard materials like like metal or um, or silicone. Whereas in the bioprinting field, the uh, the ink is a biomaterial. So so it's a material where your cells can thrive. 3D printing is another word for it would be digital fabrication. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the bio ink is the raw material that you make that you 3D print organs with. That's correct. That's huh. correct. And and it's 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 a fascinating and it's an awesome field. Uh, and it's been it's been around for for about 10 15 years. Um, it came out of uh, initially um, out of a few universities around in the US um, and um, and was a professor, Professor Thomas Boland. Um, he was essentially start experimenting with using a 2D regular paper printer, but instead of having a, a paper ink, he he inserted human cells and he started dispensing those cells um, into a little dish and seeing if he could position them where he wanted them. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. Uh, we're going to try. You're going to explain to me just like you're teaching me how to 3D print an organ. Which, which organ do you want? Well, what organ works well with 3D printing? Uh, cartilage. So, so cartilage tissue is, is, is a great example of something that, that we can print really well. What about livers? Livers are great, too. All right, let's do liver. You want a liver? Yeah. <laughs> what or need? All right. So, um, from scratch. Sure. So, here I am. You're, go you're my teacher, and you're going to teach me how to make a liver. 
All right. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Here we are in our room. We have a machine, right? Tell me first, I guess, about the machine. Yes. So so the machine is a 3D printer that's, that's modified uh, from uh, printing hard materials such as plastic into modified now to printing soft materials. And, and that modification is basically the dispensing mechanism. So instead of having a, a heated um, filament extruder, you're instead using a syringe. And that syringe has a, has a nozzle or a needle, typically 100 or 150 microns. Um, and in that uh, nozzle or in that, that cartridge, that's where you place that, that very, very precious ink. But, but first with the printer. So, so we have this printer. Um, it's called the BioX. Uh, the BioX system is, is extremely innovative. It, it can move in X, Y, Z. So all those three dimensions, right? And um, the printer will do everything you ask it to do. Right. And uh, the way you ask it to do things is that you use a, a CAD drawing or use a, a, a software-generated drawing. CAD is computer... Aided drawing. Yes. Okay. Um, and um, you could take the file from a patient scan. So you could scan the patient and you get this, this nice 3D image and then you convert it into a, a printable file, which is so, called STL. So you can get a, a picture of the outside of a liver, but you need to have pictures of the inside, right, to print this thing. Yes, yeah, so you there can are certain scan, cavities and You can structures. scan the liver. Um, so you can scan slices? Yeah. You can scan slices, and is that you what can, you do? Is that how they do it? That's 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 part of doing it. Yeah, that's one way of doing it. So you get a you get a complete three D inside and outside. It's yeah. like four D. Yeah. X Y Z and essentially inside. So three D. X Y Z. Transparent. But there's the, oh, it's transparent, so you can see right through it. Yeah. And you you, it's kind of tricky to me. Different structures occur at different depths, and that's the right. machine knows that. Here we are, one inch in, and it needs to print out this. Well, start printing out this cavity. Yeah, so it needs to be so it needs to be programmed to do it. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of where the the beauty of the field is moving towards. Um, it's still a very early field, and and a lot of scientists and researchers are just getting into this. You know, Harvard, MIT, and, and all these institutions are just getting their printers now. Um, they're starting to print all these structures, and and I think for the first steps, these these small livers that we print out, they're they're not for implantation use yet. What, what they're actually used for today is, for instance, to develop new drugs. So if we have one of these awesome pharma companies around here in town, uh, if they want to develop a new drug, instead of testing that drug on an animal, you could test it on, on a small human liver. So these function? They function. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so they why have can't the you uh, put them in a human then if they function? Well, so it needs to go through the regulatory process. That's the only thing? Functionality and regulatory is, are, are, are two main things, and, and I think where the field is today is where it needs to be validated. And, so and, if and, they said, go ahead, we're going to let you do one, I mean, it might work. <laughs> it might work. If they said, you know what, this is so important. <laughs> just one, just well, one. Well, <laughs> if, they, if they said, this is so important, you can go ahead. You have the technology now to actually make it work in people? It needs validation. So, so it, it needs might, more research. It might not work too well. Not for implantation yet. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, and and but and it works well enough to test, say, liver drugs. Yeah, and that's drugs. well. So so test the function of the drug. So if you have any any drug that you want to test, you want to make sure you test it on the liver, uh, because the liver metabolizes your 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 drugs. And and um, for that reason, you you kind of that wants to be your first step or your your first gate to get through. And your machine made livers actually metabolize. So so the the machine itself it just dispenses. Right. And then we have the, but ink the machine and the made material. livers you make actually work. They work. Wow. 
So, so the, um, and, and it's, it's not surprising because the cell types that we use, the, the liver cells, the hepatocytes, that's, that's their job. Yep. So to make the liver, you talked about the machine. Yes. You, you get this image and you push go. And just like in the dentist's office where they, they have those Seric machines, that's a different thing. That's milling, but still yeah. there's an image. It's based on the same thing. You make it, the machine makes what's on the screen. That's right. And it uses bio ink, which is another word for, in this case, collagen for the outer structure and then the cells cells to populate that structure. That's right. Now, different parts of the liver do different stuff. So there must be different liver cells that you have to put in different places. Yep. And do you have to completely populate everything perfectly yourself or do you kind of put a few cells in and they populate the areas they need to populate on their own and know when to stop. This type of cell just is here and it knows to stop here. And over in that part of the liver, that that cell knows somehow inherently what its little area is in the liver. So that's the beauty of of of, of the cells. They're they're typically instructed to do do a certain function and, and they know know what to do with, with that function and they know exactly when to perform it. So how many different um, types of hepatocytes do you or different cell types in the liver? Yeah. Don't know actually, not all of them. Um, we mainly work with with hepatocytes, and we work with um, typically human primary cells. So it's the primary liver cells. So there's um, some nuanced cells that you can't you don't know about, and does it manufacture them on your own or yourself? Oh, there are your many livers, cell types I don't know. So your livers are kind of basic. You don't have all the nuanced cell types that you need yet. That's right. That's right. So so where the field is moving is that we're we're essentially providing the tools. And, and the materials and the bioinks to the scientists that they can place the cells that they're working with. So for instance, are the, the pharma companies that work with, they have cell types in their labs already. And then they take those cells and they place it in the ink. So the ink is, is, is more of a general material. It, it can be used for more than one liver cell type. What is it in the structure of the cell that tells it what its function is? What are the, what's the structure or the system? So it's, it's, the, it's the genetics. The genetics the of the it's cells. in the DNA and the RNA. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm fascinated by that stuff. I studied it in, I don't know, sixth You're grade. You're very knowledgeable. Sixth I grade. I appreciate that. So we were talking about how to make a Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Liver? Of course, uh, very complicated and long way to go on that. However, there are certain structures that are single cell type, which you can actually make and, and use now, right? For example, things used in knee repair? Yeah. So so your cartilage, it's it's more of a more of a simple structure. And we call it simple because it's typically one cell type. Um, it's your, your chondrocytes. Um, and you want to place these chondrocytes in an environment where, in which they're kind of used to. Um, and, and what we use for, for chondrocyte printing um, and printing cartilage is actually cellulose from trees. Uh, because if you look at the cellulose on the micro, microstructure, microenvironment, those fibers, they look, they look quite as much the same as the collagen fibers in your cartilage. 
So it's, so it's all about creating the structure from a micro and ma macro level. And that's, that's really fascinating. Are there any other structures that are single cell that are relatively easy to make that are useful? Yes, yeah, so, so the cartilage. But, but the, How about bone? Is that hard? Bone is, bone is also relatively easy. So you actually make bone? So we make bone tissue. So uh, tell me about stem cells. Stem cells are cells that can become anything, right? Yes. Can they be used in what you do, like as cell ink? And how, and how do these stem cells know what to become? Yeah, Is it the so, structure they happen to be in or the chemicals they happen to be swimming in or what? It's, it's a mixture thereof. So, so you can, so for instance, placing stem cells in an environment um, that's, that's hard uh, from, from a, a rheological perspective um, makes them turn into more uh, the bone yeah. Bone side, or or an environment in which they're, for instance, more flexible or 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 elastic, turns them into something else. So it's they are highly affected of their environment, um, chemical environment, chemical comp chemical composition of the environment, uh, the way the environment moves. Um, all those things need to be taken into account when when printing with stem cells. Any structures that you actually are using, you are growing and giving to doctors to implant no, today? No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. So. How do you make your money? How we make our money? Yeah. So, so we sell these printers and the inks yeah. to to researchers and scientists and and pharma companies, and then they use these systems and, and the inks to print out small tissues, and those small tissues are used to study biology in a, in, in a more relevant and more realistic manner, uh, or to develop new drugs. Um, it's 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 definitely the tool of the future, and. Any idea on how long, any estimate on how long you can, before you can grow a new uh, liver? It, really, really tough to say. Uh, it's, it's 10 years, 100 years. I, some, somewhere in 22? between. Somewhere in between. So, I'll so guess I think 22. The, I, you like that? You like <laughs> I the, love it. You'll still be I here. You'll be rich if that happens. Okay. Now, what is a few of uh, the technological hurdles that you have to overcome at this point? So, so one of the main hurdles is is printing very very small structure like capillaries or or blood vessels, um, and and of course printing more macro blood vessels like 100 150 microns uh, is not much is not so much of a challenge. But getting down to the one micron or, or 10 micron um, vasculatures that's that's getting more challenging, and that's that's really pushing the limit of this field. And and that's you know that's important because. When you look at an organ, when you, when you slice it up, you see that there are capillaries. There are so many different blood vessels and networks um, that you need to replicate. So it's going to be tough because if your needle has a lumen of 50 microns, 50 microns, and you need something to be three, what what do you what can you do? The only thing you can do is I don't know. What do you do? How do you solve this? Problem. You, you you can uh, so so a lot of scientists are working in this field to 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 push the limits of, of the printing every day and and dispensing you know one micron droplets or one micron um, arrays has been done. It's it's nothing new. It's from the printing industry. Uh, the printing industry has been working this for for 30, 40 years. Um, but combining that with the biomaterial, that's when things get challenging because when you get down to the one micron um, resolution. Uh, you know your your viscoelastic properties of materials that that completely changes. You, you're you're in a completely new environment. So how do you spend your days? You get days? up in the morning and what do you do? What, is it, so I, are you a scientist, a marketer? What what combination of that 
I I wear a lot of hats, uh, just as many other startups. So so, um, I I I like to spend most of my time with my team. Uh, I have a fantastic team of, of extremely talented and driven and passionate individuals. Where do, uh, uh, where do these people come from? Uh, so within the company, we have actually 27 different nationalities. Um, but like what fields? What fields? Yes. So so that's another exciting part about Cellink. We have, we have scientists from the biomaterials field, cell biology, stem cell engineers. We have production workers. We have um, software engineers. We have hardware engineers. Um, you know, and you're we, the boss of all these people. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm their colleague. I'm their. I'm their friend and their visionary. And the boss. Yes. When when push comes to shove, you have to make the decisions, right? Yes. It's your company along with your co-founder. That's right. Who's the co-founder? So Hector, uh, Hector Martinez. Um, Hector and I, we uh, we met through my father actually. So my father had been working on this technology for for many many years. Um, he's a biomaterial professor. Um, and he had developed this new exciting material that could be utilized for uh, for 3D cell culturing or growing cells, specifically cartilage cells yeah. and cartilage tissue. Um, and Hector was was one of his one of his favorite students, and and that's how we connected. And and I um, I was uh, I, I'm, I'm super super proud of my father and the research he's done um, because I decided to commercialize that research. I decided to take that to he the market. He must be proud of you. I, I think it's mutual. <laughs> now, I know you're the colleague of your team, but you need to manage them, motivate them, guide them. Hmm. That's the, probably the hardest. Is that one of the hardest parts of your job, the management of people? I, I am highly inspired by my people, and, and I think managing them is, is not so hard. They know what to do. They, they know what to, what to constantly do to push the limits of science, push the limit of sales, marketing, anything that we work with. And I think as long as I can keep that vision straightforward and say, we are going to new heights, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to print these types of tissues. We're going to get into these types of labs and work with these types of people. They'll know what to do. And in the future, as you expand, what kind of people will you be looking for? So we're looking for extremely brilliant minds, uh, can you very hardworking, um, scientists. So biomaterial scientists, um, cell biologists, cancer biologists so oncology experts uh one of the new fields that we're working in now is printing cancer tumors um, to use with drugs to try to kill cancer tumors that's right how do you recruit your people uh, all different types of venues these types of venues uh, radio shows were were going through um of course head hunting uh, going out to universities and 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 um conferences anywhere and everywhere the person next to me on the flight so you're always networking. Always networking. You don't, you don't happen to be a cell biologist, do you, sir? <laughs> you look like a cell biologist. <laughs> okay. So you, uh, I want to get into your history a little bit. I don't feel like being chronologically correct. So I'll just <laughs> say you grew up here in Virginia, correct? Yep, that's correct. Blacksburg. Blacksburg. Because your father, you know, you Yep. You saw what your father did and that probably sent inspired. you in the direction you know, now you you met your your colleague Hector right Hector Martinez that's right so that was okay and then tell me what the conversation when you decided you know what I know that uh, you're my pal and all and colleague but we want to build human organs I mean was there a conversation was it over beer or something was it an epiph <laughs> epiphanic kind of thing or was it a long time plan 
It was so. So it was 2015, and and my father had had worked on this for a long time, and and I was excited about the technology when I heard about it. Um, he had this very very expensive printer in his lab, and um, he had been doing some bioprinting with it, and, and and Hector had been working with it, and as soon as I heard about it, and I saw what they were doing, I I, I immediately I immediately knew this is the field that I want to uh, I, I want to grow it. I want to be a fundamental part of it, and I want to change the future future of medicine in this field. So it all grew organically from there. You knew from there. It, it, it was all just it was baby step, baby step, baby step. I was step. ready. I was I, I was ready for it. Um, and and I I knew I had the tools uh, to do it, and I had the motivation, and I was driven to to make it happen. Um, it was going to take a lot of hard work. Uh, so so I I immediately actually when I came I came to agreement with my father that I I was going to commercialize this. I launched a web shop that same night and I launched a web shop for a couple of cartridges of bio ink for, for cartilage tissue. And, and somebody happened to buy it that same exact night. Wow. They bought five packs of inks. So are you an expert at starting an online business? Uh, what is it? Expert. I think uh, my expertise is in biotechnology. You so like to help entrepreneurs. It says on your bio. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I love to help entrepreneurs and talk to them and and and... and motivate them but but i don't think internet business might think biotechnology business that's that's where i okay. thrive tell me more about other things they're doing with 3d printers we, we hear about them making these awful little guns that don't really work very well but that's not a good use of them they, they yeah, don't makes, work very well makes a lot of buzz um i think some some really cool things they're working on is, is um, components in jet engines okay and, and airliners as um, opposed to the previous method of fabrication how was it done before you had to a, like a mold that you milling, a milling. Lot of, okay, lot of, you got a piece milling. and you take away yeah. the part you don't want. Whereas in bio, in three D printing, like you only create manufacturing and subtractive. Then now we're doing additive. So so we're so so we're adding the right material in the right place, um, saving a lot of of material. So there's no waste. You're not grinding anything away. Yeah, reducing the waste, um, and also making smarter designs. So so lighter uh, lighter components. Because you need to, I mean, instead of having the entire uh, entire piece made out of aluminum block, you can you can really mill away or not mill away, but you can you can add the aluminum or the titanium exactly where you need it. So you can make some more laminated kinds of things. Yeah, e more easily and more cheaply. That's right. That's right. Are there any exciting new materials uh, that are being developed now? I think the so so in the biofield, of course, it's always super exciting materials and and we have the pleasure as a company to to be so close to our collaborators and researchers because anything at Harvard MIT and and and, and all the other universities around in the nation they're developing so many cool things uh, in terms of biomaterials uh, it's it's a, I believe it's a biological revolution that started um, and and that's I think that's going to be common in the next coming years this is a, this is a this question is totally off base this is uh which school has the smartest people? Oh, Virginia Tech. Okay. <laughs> I mean, of course. So you, you, as a talk show host, I can say 
MIT has the smarter people. And uh, Harvard people are more cultured. They know how to act at dinner. They know what, which fork to use. But MIT is the really smart people. Is that kind of correct? I, I, <laughs> okay. You're telling me. You don't want to hurt your chances of recruiting from Harvard. I get it. We want all of them. Okay. So you were, you know, started out in Virginia. You ended up here. Yeah. Did you go to school here? I did not. Okay. Did not. So then how did you end up here and do you find this... And what about this area do you find good for your business? So so you have to be in Boston if you're a biotech startup. You just have to. That's, okay. There is, uh, there's no other way. I, I, I personally believe that, that Boston is an area where if you're a biotech startup, you can truly thrive because, first of all, you're close to customers. All Who are the customers? Pharma companies. Okay. All of them are here. Um, they're in this vicinity. So you can just go have a lunch with a person. Absolutely. You have relationships that makes a big difference. You can reach them. You can knock on doors. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're here. So, so it's a lot easier to reach out to a, to a potential customer and say, hey, I'm downtown or I'm in Cambridge. Can we meet? Right. Than saying, I'm, I'm in you know, somewhere hey, else in the nation. Let's do a FaceTime call. Yeah, we'll do a FaceTime call, which is, which is lagging. And then you, you try to fly in and, 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 then it, and then it maybe works. Nothing beats face-to-face. -face. Yeah. And nothing beats being able to walk to the face-to-face -face lunch. That's right. Wow. Um, what else? Are there any incentives? Like, does the government of Massachusetts give you incentives as a startup? Uh, nothing that we've looked into yet. I think we're, I mean, of course, we're, we're, uh, we feel honored to be here, uh, yeah. taking part of this wonderful community. Um, it's, it's, it's really a thriving biotech community. And, and, and I think if you, it, it's kind of, you got to pay the price if you want to be in such thriving area. What's the price? More expensive oh, just, rent, right? And, and it's and higher it's, wages for people. That's right, that's right. Um, but it's worth it. So, you do you want me to give out your information in case we have any genius scientists listening from MIT? Absolutely. How, how should they contact you? Uh, they can they can email us at info at selling dot com. Okay. So that's c e l l i n k dot com. Um, you know, send your resume and and let's sit down. Let's sit down this weekend. So what are your next step goals as a, as a company? What, what do you work on every day in the very near future? So, so continuously push the limits of science and provide better and better tools and, and, and equipment and materials to researchers and scientists that they can do, do their job better. Uh, I think that's the fundamentals of, of, our, of our business to continuously work on that core and become better at what we do. Um, for, for the company itself, you know, keep going with our culture. Uh, our culture is, is a hardworking culture. We, we, um, we live the culture of, of, of getting things done. And, um, you know, we, we work 16 hours a day. We, uh, we love it. It's a passion. And, and we truly believe that together we can change the, the world of medicine with, with, these, with these great tools. Where's your facility located? So we're located at 100 Franklin Street. We just moved in. So, so we used to be at, uh, first, first we used to be at Mass Innovation Labs at, in Cambridge, um, and then we moved to the new Bio Labs, which is a Tuft Innovation Center downtown at 75 Neeland. Wow. Um, it's, it's an awesome space. Um, we outgrew it really quickly, so now we rented at 100 Franklin Street. Uh, Where is I, that? I got Post paint on my Square? hands because I was, I was just painting the walls blue. So you just moved in? Yeah. So you had a bunch of, was it difficult to move? You have a lot of big machines and sensitive no, stuff. No, no, it's it's we're, we're quick. 
Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> so next up, this is kind of two for one. You have spent a lot, a lot of your life in Sweden. Yes. Yes. And I'm pretty interested in, in that. You were born there. I was born in Sweden. That's right. And your father and your parents are from there. Yeah. So it's a... Um, and you came here. At what age? So I, we started coming to the U.S. at a very young age, uh, five, six years old. Um, visiting your parents would visiting visit. my parents would work um, and and we would he you know my father was a visiting professor and 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 we would uh, we would take great uh, we would take take part of this great culture and 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 this great country and and, and seeing and growing up here um, I think makes makes a big difference because um, coming from the outside in uh, you see the opportunities so you really see the opportunities and, and, and it makes makes the entire difference uh, but Sweden is, is a wonderful place I think it's a um, uh, it's a very it's a very happy country um, it's it's a happy medium and um, we talked a little bit I'll about get this. I'll get into that yeah in, in specific in a little while because we still have a lot of time <laughs> sure so you came to you, you settled in Virginia yep because your father or mother got a teaching gig or something uh, father uh, Virginia Tech and um, so Blacksburg during the you know during the summers and winters and and it was it was really interesting because I would spend my time um, going to English classes. So I would I would you know my mother and my sister we would go to to English classes and we would um, we would learn English to to improve the language. I think that perfecting a language is, is is really important. You certainly have done thank that. Thank you. Thank you. And you went to high school here and yep. uh, you went to school there. Probably. Uh, I went to I went to Blacksburg High School, um, and then I went to Virginia Tech University. And at some point, you moved back to Sweden, right? Yeah. So, so what, why? Um, I wanted to continue my education uh, after my my bachelor's. So I wanted to get an MBA. And, um, and I bet you went to school where your dad went. No, I did not. I he went to um, uh, Chalmers. I oh, went oh, to okay. another one's called Gothenburg University. Okay. Um, great school, great school. Uh, and had, they had a program that was focusing on, on industrial management and more on the innovation side and, and bringing companies to the market. And, and I found it really fascinating and wanted to, I wanted to partake in it. And, and it was really expensive to get into the MBA programs here in the U S so, so in Sweden, it's still free, still free. If you have family from there, or if you're, you yeah. probably maintained yeah. your citizenship. That's right. So, okay. so Sweden is one of those countries where, where you still get to keep your Swedish and your U.S. citizenship. That's is it hard both. to become a Swedish citizen? I don't. I don't. Do you have any pull for me if I wanted to? If you wanted to become a citizen, yeah, I'm not sure actually. Can you put it. You're a pretty powerful person. No, I'm not. That you get me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm a big. I'm very curious about Scandinavian countries. I study up on them. I read about them. I visit them. But it's tough for me to find somebody who's lived in both worlds. And lo and behold, I have somebody right here. <laughs> so for the last section of this, unless there's something we didn't cover that you would like to cover, uh, I'd, I'd no, like to I talk about I'll, about yeah. Scandinavia, Scandinavian sure, countries, sure. and how they're different. Eric has lived in two cultures, the U.S. and Scandinavian culture. Of course, that's I should say the Swedish culture because those countries are different. They're all different. I'm I like many. Citizens of the U.S., we lump them all together. <laughs> so my first question is, how are those Scandinavian countries different? Describe so, them each. Sure. Um, so I think the so, – so first of all, the, the things that they have in common, let's start with that. I think the 
things that have in common is just the openness. Um, they're all very open. Open uh, how? Open to to visitors to um, to change to to um, a a positive society and a positive life where. Typically, the government has a lot of control, but it has also a, a, a positive impact on on people growing up and living in that situation. And, the, and the, it, the government has a lot of control because the people want it to. Yes. And yes. the reason they want it to is they trust their government. That's right. That's right. So And they hold their government to task. Yeah. So in the United States, we don't trust the government and for good reason. It's a different well, thing where you can trust I, I the think government. It's, I think it's it's smaller countries too. Yeah. So I mean, so if you're nine million people, I mean, that's the state of. I mean, that's that's Manhattan. Yeah. So so so, um, I, I think with that in mind, it's it's easier to, to be good. Well, it's. it's Is it really easier? What I, what, what I, I think it's. I think it's. What about scale makes? Yeah. Morality different. No, I th I think the uh, you know I think those those countries have they've had that history of, of, of the socialism and, and, and the way that the, the country's been ma managed for so long that it's, it's just embedded in the system. You can't change it and, and, and people don't want to change it. And, and they like it. They like it. And and a matter of fact, you have free healthcare, you have free education, um, you feel safe, you you feel quite, um, you feel like the, you know, the, the nation takes care of you. But on the other hand, you don't have any highs. You don't have any highs. You don't stand out. And uh, this is through all the that's uh, common to all the. Scandinavian well, I'd say countries. mainly Sweden. So Sweden is. is so I've only lived, lived in Sweden. Norway, I've, I've only visited. Denmark, I've only visited. Um, Denmark is trying their, you know, their six-hour workdays. Anything uh, else that's the same on all the countries? So we great move? nature, nature, and and okay. and, and, and wonderful, uh, you know, nice scene to proximity to, to the sea. Very close. Cooler temperatures. Yeah, cool. It was like Boston. And weird uh, day night during the light summer and winter. Stuff. Yeah, stuff. They yeah. all have that in common. They all have, they all have that. Okay. Uh, differences. Uh, Sweden has a really good tech scene. So Stockholm is is actually number two in the tech yeah. tech world after Silicon Valley, um, and that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. That yeah. That, number two, did you say? Number two after wow. Silicon Valley. Wow, that is. Who's three? I don't know. <laughs> Who else is big? You, you would know that. Estonia is big, big in fintech. So, so Estonia is big in fintech. Uh, Finland is big in, in in gaming. Very big in gaming. What's fintech? Fintech is financial tech. So, so oh. you know all the financial. Estonia, apps. good for yeah, them. Yeah. Being becoming part of the European Union really jump started them. It, it did. It really did. Um, so, so I think you know there are differences between between those countries, of course, and I I don't know them personally, but I think yeah. that it's I think Sweden has has focused heavily on that tech scene and creating uh, high tech jobs. I mean, you have some great companies coming out of Sweden, Spotify, uh, Skype. You have uh, Selling. <laughs> okay, so when you think you're you're in Sweden and you see somebody from Denmark or somebody from Norway, you must they must come with certain baggage. Those people from Norway are what? Come on now. It's you know it's um, those people from Finland are what the Finns they're different from are, us. You want everybody wants to be uh, distinguished, so you're different. So they're diff they're what? I think the so the Finns are are more on the. Um, it's tough to explain it, but but in Sweden we have a word for it. It's called logum. Logum and and logum is kind of like the everything is everything is not excellent. Everything is not terrible. 
It's right in between. Somewhere in the it's middle. Fine. It's not too sweet. It's not too tired. Exactly. It's just, just right. Exactly. But it's not exciting, right? Right. Is that a, is for that me, a, that's not exciting. So, so for me, I need that excitement. And that's, that's what you get in America. You have the opportunity. You have the possibility to, to build and grow something. So no opportunity in Scandinavia? No, there are opportunities, of course. But it's, um, I would say it's, it's, it's bigger here. It's bigger. It's more attainable. Okay, so that's why you come here. Why your parents came here? Yeah, uh, I, th I think the, um, you know, the the possibility of of taking part of this society and 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 being able to, uh, to really grow and 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 make an impact. That's that's really possible here. Okay, of course it's possible in Sweden too. But we hear all kinds of bad things about Canadian healthcare, but people really don't know. You know, you've been, you lived in Sweden. How is it? They have free healthcare. Is it good or is it not good? It's, I, I think it's great. I never use it, but. <laughs> people complain about it? Of course. People always complain. All right. But, but I think people find things to complain about. I, I think if you're, uh, if you live in Sweden, uh, you have access to phenomenal healthcare. It's, it's free or at a very low cost and, and hospitals are relatively new. I, I think the, um, the waiting time is, is quite short, but again, I, I don't go to the hospital. I've not yet in a long time. Not yet. You, you will. Uh, maybe I will. Um, all right, but I think the uh, it, it's it's a great it's a great place to be as well. And how important is the notion of being able to afford or have an education without being crushed by debt? That's a big deal, isn't it? Right? That seemed pretty exciting to me. It, it is it is important. Uh, however, a lot of people tend to take it for granted, which is something that needs to be avoided. Wow. Um, that's education is an opportunity. They take it for granted. Do some they always utilize it? Some people just don't even bother to go to college. Yeah, some people don't go to college, and 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 I think that if you have the opportunity to go to college, you, you should, you, you really should. If you had an opportunity, if you had to choose, I'm going to live in one place for the rest of my life or the other. What would you choose? America. Why? Because it's America. Oh come on! <laughs> it's America. <laughs> I'm not looking for cheerleader here. No, it's it's. Um, <laughs> So because it's America, I'll choose America because so it's, it's America. It's uh, not an answer. You know, it's it's a it's a place where everything is possible. Okay, and and you can you can live out your wildest dreams. Um, you can <laughs> you can uh, I mean literally you have the highs, you have the lows. The lows will keep you from um, you know the, the lows will be your risk. That's, yeah, that's what keeps your adrenaline up. And okay, the highs is, is what so if you if you like risk. I, I, I get an idea of what you're saying. You can in Scandinavia, it's safe. Yes, and very it's easy safe. going. But there are no, there's no ecstasy, and there's no, you know, there's no economic fear. So, so I, right, and, and and I think the it's it's logum. It's logum. How do you spell that? L a g o m. Lagum. Lagum. It's you're cruising in the middle. You're cruising in the middle. You get up in your day and you cruise along, and yeah. it's, it's nice and easy going, not too exciting. So, so I think the, uh, you know, Sweden is a fantastic country, and yeah. and and I started the company actually in Sweden. Yeah. And I took it to the Nasdaq Stock Exchange in Sweden in Stockholm. Uh, so I did an IPO, and and we've been we've been very very um, successful in, in in growing the business in in Sweden. But we're also growing the business in the U.S. because we believe that here, uh, the majority of the customers are here. the The potential is here. The talent is also here. Uh, so I think we're living in the best of both worlds, and 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 that's an opportunity that I don't think many get to get to experience. In oh, uh, can you explain how the names work in Sweden? 
like people take the name of the like some somebody like Snorri Snorrison is, is that <laughs> is that Sweden or is that <laughs> that's that's Sweden and Norway and how does it Denmark. work? You get I, so you your get named after your father. Yeah, oh, one of the girls you get named after your father's name, and then you add a son because you're the father's son. So it's, if your father's name is Anders, you're Anders' son, right? So, so your name be, is Anderson. So are you Anders Anderson? No, I don't know how far that goes. <laughs> so you're Anders' really question. <laughs> and what about if you're a girl? Because I know in some countries you're somebody's daughter. Yes. Yeah, so then, so think Iceland is, is very common to be right. Sigridotir or, or something like yeah. that. And then it's, um, so I guess you were. There actually Sigrid's. are people named Snorri Snorrison. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I, so. I, I, I don't want to confirm it, I, but I, <laughs> there, I, I'm sure there are. And I heard and I read in Denmark, and I don't know if this is the case with you two. I shouldn't lump you all together. In Denmark, there's a list of names you can choose from, which I kind of think is cool. You, in, as you're Danish, you cannot name your kid some weird dumb thing. There's a list of legal names you can choose from. It's a big list. I did not know that. They just don't want you some crazy name like. Moon unit Zappa, you know, they just don't want that, and that's a matter. It's a thing of conformity, which is big in Scandinavia. But you can live an exciting life in Scandinavia if you want. You can be in a rock band, right? Of course you can. You can can be in a rock band. You can be. You can be in a rock band and get free healthcare. You can break away from the norm. Good. You can always do that, and 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 I think that's that's what makes those countries very. You know what? I'd like to spend a little time there, and. If they fire me here, I'm going to go there for a month just to see what it's like. Okay. All right, Eric Gatenholm. Thank you very much. It's good to make Thanks your acquaintance. Thanks for having me. All the Thanks best to you. Me. And anytime you have a breakthrough or anything you want to talk about, whatever, you're such a good guest, come on in. Let us know. Well, Always welcome on Jay Token. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. WBZ. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.